Our first reading this morning is taken from the first book of Kings, chapter 1, and you can find it on page 335 of the Pew Bibles. King David said, Call in Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaniah son of Jehoiada. When they came before the king, he said to them, Take your Lord's servants with you, and set Solomon, my son, on my own mule, and take him down to Gihon. There shall Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet Anoint him king over Israel. Blow the trumpet and shout, Long live King Solomon. Then you are to go up with him, and he is to come and sit on my throne and reign in my place. I have appointed him ruler over Israel and Judah. Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, Answered the king, Amen. May the Lord, the God of my Lord the king, so declare it. As the Lord was with my Lord the king, so may he be with Solomon to make his throne even greater than the throne of my Lord King David. So Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benaniah son of Jehoiada, the Kerethites and the Pelethites went down and put Solomon on King David's mule and escorted him to Gihon. Zadok the priest took the horn of oil from the sacred tent and anointed Solomon. Then they sounded the trumpet and all the people shouted, Long live King Solomon! And all the people went up after him, playing flutes and rejoicing greatly, so that the ground shook with the sound. Our second reading is the Gospel of John, chapter 13. can be found on page 1081 of your pew Bibles, beginning at verse 4. Jesus got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel round his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped round him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, 
you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, a person who has had a bath needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you, for he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you, he asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, we're going to sit back and discover some surprising facts about the Queen. Our amazing Queen, loved by millions, is now 90 years old. Here's some surprising facts about her 90 years. At number three, other women her age could have retired at 60, but 30 years on, she still works a 40-hour week. She's answered three and a half million items of correspondence, visited 117 countries, helped raise 1.4 billion for charity, hosted one and a half million at garden parties, and she's conferred more than 400,000 honors and awards. At number two, she's broken an amazing number of records. She's the longest reigning monarch in British history. The only living head of state to have served in World War II. The longest British royal marriage. The world's most travelled monarch. And the world's oldest serving sovereign. At number one, the queen has a king. The ruler has a saviour. Although we are capable of great acts of kindness... History teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves, from our recklessness or our greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important there they are, but a saviour with the power to forgive. Forgiveness lies at the heart of the Christian faith. It is in forgiveness that we feel the power of God's love. In the last verse of this beautiful carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem, there's a prayer. O Holy Child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. 
cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. It is my prayer that we might all find room in our lives for the love of God through Christ our Lord. After that, that's awesome, eh? <laughs> this, uh, doing this sermon has, I know it's very last minute because Ian's supposed to, and some guys will do anything to get out of preaching. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's a, um, I want to say I've really struggled to do it because I feel how hard it, to speak words of honor to Her Majesty the Queen, who is arguably one of the finest, if not the finest monarch in English history, and to do her justice, um, I'm going to give it a go anyway. (laughs) You want something done, get a Zimbabwean, eh? (laughs) Queen Elizabeth II was crowned before I was born. And in this, I, would, I don't know about you, but I was struck by, at the, at the trooping of the color watching it. I thought, ooh, this is just the most, this is awesome. Most awesome leader who employs 1,200 people and feeds her own dogs. She's never given an opinion to the prime ministers she's met, but is open about her faith. In broadcasts, she speaks of Jesus Christ as an inspiration, a role model, an anchor in her life. In 1952, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Geoffrey Fisher, helped the Queen prepare for her role. He told her she was God-called to exert a spiritual power and lead her subjects by her personal example. Indeed, one of the most remarkable things about the Queen is her consistency of character. Despite unprecedented levels of media scrutiny for her entire life, there's never been a whiff of scandal about the Queen herself. She's worked hard, taking care to enjoy life, to pursue her enthusiasms to spend time with family and friends. The reality is that Queen Elizabeth II has consistently, winsomely, and publicly honored the God she serves and has been an extraordinary example of joyful, persevering, life-affirming, generous-hearted, unstinting, wise service on behalf of others. So what is the secret of the Queen's remarkable consistency of character and extraordinary contribution to the nation, the commonwealth, and the global community? She answers this herself. 
I just know how much I rely on my faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning. I know that the only way to live my life is to try to do what is right, to take the long view, to give my best in all that the day brings, to put my trust in God, and I draw the message of hope Sorry, and I draw from the message of hope in the Christian gospel. In 1986, the Queen said, He, Jesus' life, thus began in humble surroundings, in fact in a stable, but he was to have a profound influence on the course of history and on the lives of generations of his followers. We don't have to be rich or powerful in order to change things for the better. But each of us, in our own way, can make a contribution. Since I felt that Ian would, would have been doing this, I thought I'd take some of the words that Ian has said about her. This is what he said. By any measure, the Queen is a remarkable woman. Personally, I think of the queen, when I think of the Queen, I'm firstly struck by her character, her gracious and humble, faithful and holy Gentle and kind, she is gracious and humble, faithful and holy, gentle and kind, considerate and dutiful. Very rarely, if ever at all, has she been known to make a gaffe or have a bad day. As the political commentator Andrew Marr recently pointed out, in 60 years as Queen, there are no reliable recorded incidents of the Queen losing her temper using bad language, or refusing to carry out a duty expected of her. I don't know much about you, but most of us would find it hard to keep that record for a week. Secondly, I'm impacted by her commitment to service. For over 60 years, the Queen has been a living testimony to the words she spoke on her 21st birthday address, radio address. I declare before you all that all before you, all my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. Still today, in her 90th year, she works over 40 hours a week and her devotion to service is legendary. From her role as head of state to the responses to hundreds of pieces of correspondence that she receives weekly, to a heavy schedule of visits, many of which are to places to celebrate good work of any kind. And thirdly, I'm struck by her Christian faith. The late Tommy Cooper once asked the Queen if she minded answering a personal question, to which her response was, no, but I might not be able to give you the full answer. There are a great many things we don't know about the Queen herself, because she kept many of her thoughts to herself. However, this is not the case about her faith in Jesus, as evident from her Christmas Day broadcasts. And this reminds me that faith in Jesus Christ is both personal and public, but never private. And then I want to end with a story. And this is about a state visit of the Crown Prince Abdullah in 1998 from Saudi Arabia 
women cannot drive in Saudi still. There's some poor woman waiting for lashes because she drove. Part of her job was to entertain state visitors. In 1998, Crown Prince Abdullah of Saudi Arabia was visiting the Queen at Balmoral. After lunch, Her Majesty asked the Prince if he would like to take a tour of the estate. He agreed, and in due course was guided to the front seat of a Land Rover with his interpreter behind him. In Saudi Arabia, the government prevents women from driving. So the prince was perhaps unprepared to see the queen get into the driving seat next to him. Setting off at speed (laughs) along the narrow estate roads and talking constantly, the the ruffled Abdullah pleaded with the queen through his interpreter to slow down and keep her eyes on the road. It's not clear if she took any notice. <laughs> Long live the Queen. May we stand and sing the song Cornerstone. Queen Elizabeth has Jesus as her cornerstone. And as we sing this song, may we just pray that Jesus will be our cornerstone too. Come on, let's make sure you're all here. It's where where we start at 9.30 with a bacon roll, not just for the dads, but for everybody who comes. So come and celebrate. Uh, I know it's a be nice to dad day, especially, uh, but we really want to celebrate Father's Day and focus focus too on our father uh, at the same time. Uh, today, by the way, at the end of uh, the service, there's coffee and tea, and there's birthday cake. Uh, I don't think we'll necessarily have an opportunity to sing happy birthday to the Queen, but I think far more appropriately that we should sing what is in many ways a prayer when we sing God save the Queen. Long may she live indeed and reign over us. So let's do that now. Let's stand together, and after we've sung that, we'll have our offertory hymn.